The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right. Tom, you are looking great, man. You are looking good in those. See a thing. <laughs> those sunglasses. No, just kidding. <laughs> those are uh, those are pin shades, yeah. They are pin shades, yes. Oh, uh, you've you've never looked cooler. <laughs> never looked cooler. All right, you ready? You ready? Uh, you ready for this? Yes. Perfect. All right, Travis, you ready? Oh, he's oh, uh, great for the audio listeners. He's he's lifting up his drink for. I'm taking that as a yes. Uh, oh yes, I'm ready. Sorry, Joel. Please, Lord, let this button work. <laughs> we're, we're three guys who like to talk pinball. So we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis Tom who talk pinball. And we call ourselves Triple Drain, Triple Drain, Triple Drain. We're Triple, Triple Drain. It worked. Joel, it worked. you did fantastic this yep. week. A yep. lot of people Jane. Get, I mean, oh, I, I just no. I just want to put this out here. And Tom, you know what I'm talking about here. A lot of people email us and they're just like, Joel is obviously the weakest link <laughs> yeah. to your trio. Yeah. And we always try to defend him. And sometimes he pulls shit like last episode <laughs> where it's very hard to do it. <laughs> but you know what? You came through with flying colors mm. this week. Mm-hmm. You're doing mm-hmm. great. The first two minutes are fantastic. Yeah. Right now, this podcast. Yeah, we try, uh, you know, with the three of us, we're clearly trying to get, uh, you know, we're, it's like an average demographic between the three of us is what we're shooting for. We're trying to represent all of pinball. So, you know, you guys are like professional and talented and have, you know, actual pinball skills. And I, I'm not. So I, I, you know, we average out and boom, that, that way we can just, we can reach the masses. Is that the, is that the goal? Like we're trying to get partner on the TPN network. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, well, we, we're going to talk, we could talk more about that, but yes, Tom is actually, uh, with his channel, Fox cities is, is actually working very hard to get partnered, uh, on Twitch. So we're, we're going to talk more about that at the end with plugs, but yeah, help, help a brother out. Uh, just definitely watch Tom streams when he's streaming. And, uh, I think we're close, man. I think we're close. <laughs> you flexing. Is that what like, we're right? Like right now, if you're listening to this, go to Twitch right now. And follow Fox City's pinball. Yes. Like right now, while you're still listening to us, of course. Yep. And don't click off Turn our YouTube video off either. This episode. <laughs> no. Yep. No, Tom Graff. What, oh, I, oh. what I think is funny is um, I stream weekly uh, with Flipping Out. Uh, Tom, you stream at least once a week with Fox Cities. Um, neither Pardon. of us are partnered in Twitch, but yet somehow Travis is actually partnered. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitch from a past life, from a past when you're back in Call of Duty days and not yeah, streaming pinball. Actually, uh, yeah, a lot of it's funny. I've yeah. gotten questions about that in the past when people yeah. see me on the uh, the pinball streams and they see the check mark. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, it's not from pinball. Yeah, in a yeah. former life, I was a Call of Duty streamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah Neil, yeah. Neil, and I were talking about that recently, and he's like, no, Travis was a big deal. Like he's, <laughs> I'm like, but I'm a big deal. <laughs> and he's like, no, no. Travis had like 500 viewers all the time. And he, yeah, it was, was, it well was wild. I'm like, okay. it, it, it was wild. Yeah. I used to rub shoulders with like Tim, the tap man and all that at the Twitch cons. And, and now I do this. Now I'm with now a lot more famous shoulders, people huh? like Joel, you know? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, OP. Yeah, are you um uh, were you sponsored by you know Mountain Dew and uh, sweatpants? I don't know. I mean, just, <laughs> just, 
you and all your bros. I don't. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It well, it was. <laughs> It was like eight years ago, I think. Now at this point, eight or nine years ago, I remember there was actually a sunglass company that sponsored like gamers. No, it wasn't pin shades. It's called like Gunner Optics or something like that that they went through to everybody. And then there was G Fuel. That was a big deal. Yeah. And I I remember Ray kind of dipped into that world also. But yeah, Mm. so G Fuel was a big deal. And then um, there was like a certain type of controller too like a scuff controller. That was another thing too. So yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I just played call of duty, sat on my butt, talked to people. That was always the guy playing against you that killed himself with a grenade. (laughs) Well, well, here's the funny part, Tom. I was actually, I was very mediocre at the game. It wasn't because I was just like, great. It was just because I could not shut up while I played. And I just talked to the chat all the time. What's that? It's because you're in a hot tub. Yes. While you, I, I, while I you, was the one. Yeah. I was the genesis of the hot tub meta. Yeah. On no, Twitch. I would love to. Uh, I, I do you have any of your videos? Any? I don't. Never mind. You probably don't want the listeners no, looking so, back. But I would so be what's curious. Funny is, yeah. Yeah. There actually is. So I used to have a YouTube channel that had a couple of thousand subscribers at the time. And yeah, I had tons of YouTube videos out, but they're not around anymore that I know of. Hmm. But I might be able to find one. There was actually hmm. one that ended up getting like thirty or forty thousand views, and it was simply because my uh, my son Carter at the time he was like maybe four years old, and I made the mistake of going ahead and letting him get on the stream while I went downstairs to go get something real quick, just to like <laughs> hang out and have fun. And he's playing against bots, and every single time he got killed, he would just sit there and he would just go, "Oh shit." Like he would just, he would just do that. And that happened for like 30 seconds before I rushed back up to stop him. So yeah, that video went like mini viral. So yeah, that's his claim. To well, fame. if you find that, let us know. We'll post it on our Facebook. Okay. That's, we'll do. Anyways. Yes. People come here for clearly the pinball talk, but um, no, I just think, I do think that's funny, but between the three of us, the two of us that actually stream on a <laughs> weekly basis, neither of us are partnered. And the one guy who doesn't stream anymore somehow is, which is yep. comical, but you get yeah. partners for life. It's just yeah. the way it is. <laughs> Lucky it's, you. It's tough, man. It's tough. It is a grind. There's it's, no, it's no very grinding. Yeah. Tom well, can do it though. We're gonna push his ass over the hump. He'll get there. Um, well, yeah, we will definitely talk more about that towards the end. Um, but really the reason we um the reason we decided to record, we're recording on a Monday night. This is like the first Monday that I think we've ever recorded together, which is really cool. But I know I have some work travel coming up over the next two weeks. They actually, both Travis and Tom, have some uh, some big events that they're traveling for that we're going to talk about. Um, but we decided to record because there was some cr- pretty crazy news that was dropped yesterday. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about that. So... Um, Joe Kamenkow, Joe Kamenkow, he is, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe him. Um, some, basically he has been involved, um, from a licensing side, um, with Stern for years now. Apparently he's good friends with, uh, Gary Stern and Joe Kamenkow, I think is rather wealthy and, and has a lot of connections. And I know he was heavily involved in securing the license for Batman 66. He secured the license for Beatles, um, so a lot of these boutique games, Joe has been kind of the driving force to get the licensor to work with Stern. Well, um, what he announced on his Facebook was basically, he said, Jersey Jack Pinball has a license for Harry Potter. 
that's it. Like he's basically just a very bold statement. And the reason that that's a that actually means something is because for years people have been talking about Harry Potter. What if Harry Potter? What if Harry Potter? Well, Joe Kamikow has been saying for years, if anybody's going to get that license, it's going to be me. Like he's been like almost boastfully saying that, like, I will get that. If somebody's going to get it, it'll be me. So everybody's reading into that. Well, if Joe gets it, that means Stern's going to make it. This is, I think it's kind of been a point of uh, like contention of his, like, I will get that license. And apparently the other, I don't know, rumors or side story there is J.K. Rawlings, the the author of Harry Potter, for whatever reason, has had it, she's had it out against pinball. Like, apparently she made a comment at some point in time in the past that she doesn't want there to be a Harry Potter pinball machine. She doesn't like pinball. I don't know if it's like that association it had with something gambling to do with it, like being in bars or something. Yeah. Like so, but she's kind of gone all over the place with her licensing of Harry Potter and changing the story and all that stuff. So... There was always that thing. Will there ever be a Harry Potter pinball machine? There's always been a big question mark there because I don't know if J.K. Rowling says no, then no is no. The other side of that is Joe's been like taking it upon himself. If somebody's going to get it, it's going to be me. So for him, a respectful um, or, or a highly respected person within pinball, within licensing to come out on his Facebook and boldly state Jersey Jack has the license for Harry Potter. That was a big deal. <laughs> that was a that was a big deal. That post has since been removed, but that post was screenshotted and it was put on like Pinball Enthusiast. He was put on a few other things. Uh, Jason Knapp with Knapp Arcade got a hold of that. He's posted it on his. It's created quite a discussion, not only on Facebook, but also on Pinside. So, and I know Zach Minnie with the Pinball Show just put out like a mini episode. He, he mentioned a little bit of it. And then the other bit is behind the Patreon wall. But he he went into the history of all that and some information there. So one comment, one Facebook comment has spurred all this. So, Tom, <laughs> what are your thoughts? What did you, what are your thoughts? What, do, what came to your head when you saw that? The first thing I thought was, man, I got to go post this on Facebook. <laughs> that was the first thing. Uh, the second thought yeah, was, yeah. Um, I thought it was a really odd post, like, because, because you know, Joe is uh, kind of over on that Stern brand. First of mm-hmm. all, the pic- picture was in a Stern cabinet, which Correct. was kind of odd. There was and a that, there was a picture posted as well, and it's very clear. Like Jack Danger has done this; he's he's photoshopped a lot of dream themes over the years. So I'm pretty confident this was photoshopped by him years ago, and Joe just happened to pull it. But just just as, what Joe said exactly is he said, "Hey, pinball fans, here's the scoop: Jersey Jack has secured the license for Harry Potter for pinball. No waiting, no speculation. They locked it in. That's the exact post that he posted with a picture of the Harry Potter machine." But um, go ahead. Sorry, Tom. That's okay. I'm used to you interrupting me. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I just, I thought it was odd, you know, again, going back, you know, his connections with Stern and and saying JJP got the license. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like you're, you're talking about a competitor getting a license that hasn't been announced. So... One, that's odd. Two is it's like, is this just, you know, somebody hacked his account, mm-hmm. you know, and, and put this in there? It's possible. Um, the other thing is, 
it's like, well, was this a troll? Like maybe he's actually got the license and he's kind of fibbing about it and saying JJP has the license, which again seems kind of undermining. I don't know. It's just, it was really odd to me. Yeah. An odd post. Yeah. And to address the hacked account, um, he doubled down. He, there were a lot of people that actually posted or commented on that post and Joe responded to those comments. So there were people are like, I'm pretty sure this is just a drunk, angry dude who's mad he didn't get his way. And then he like comments on it or people are like, is this a hacked account? And he commented, nope. Well, sure. If it's a hacked account, the hacker could say no. (laughs) But like, if you actually clicked on his account, like his wife was connected to it. So that means they would have to have hacked her account as well. I mean, I don't know. I, I, there's sure that could have been a thing, but he actually, he deleted the post, but yet he was responding to the screenshot of the post. It just seems odd, but, um, Travis, I know you had an, an interesting take on it as well, but yeah, I mean, what, what was all swirling through your head? Um, well, as somebody that works with a dealer that sells primarily stern products, I, when I saw that, I was just like, shit. <laughs> like instantly, instantly, because yeah. I mean, I, here's the thing it, that is somebody that has a lot of credibility in the industry. And the reason why I was just like, oh, crap, this sucks is because what's going to happen is, is there's going to be a lot of people that collect pinball machines that are going to read that, that are going to hear about that. That's going to spread around like wildfire because knuckleheads like us are going to talk about it. It's going to get out there on podcasts. It's going to be on forums. It's going to go everywhere. And legitimately, I've had no less than 25 plus messages just about this from different people. So everybody's heard about it, including people back in my old stomping grounds in Oklahoma. And the the reality is what's going to happen, it's going to freeze up a lot of money in the industry. People that were considering buying a pin, they're going to be sidelined now because the fact is they if they see that there's potential to be a theme that is their absolute dream theme. And let's face facts, Harry Potter is like the number one in-demand theme from everybody in the pinball industry that people want to see. Mm-hmm. And so if they realize that it's possible that this is coming out and this information is coming from a credible source and you're being told it's from Jersey Jack who commands the highest prices basically in the industry for what is it like a $15,000 for a CE and twelve yeah. five. For an Ellie, I think is what it is. And so those are just baseline prices. And with the Harry Potter, there's no telling how much that would be. So basically just overnight, a lot of money just froze up. I, I guarantee you. I know that we got several calls today alone asking about it. And we don't even sell JJP products. So I, I don't know how it is for other dealers and what's going on. But yeah, when I saw that, I was just like, man, this is this is going to be a shit show. We need to buckle up because it's there's no telling how much money has instantly been sidelined from people that were considering buying a pin. I mean, yeah. we're we're just now getting Foo Fighter LEs out, right? Yeah. And so we're kind of waiting for that second run to come. And that was a very much in-demand pin. But we have noticed that there's been a little of a trail off from people buying, which typically happens when you're entering the uh, the summer months. That's fully typical. But now that this type of information is out there, I, I don't know, like I'm very fearful that there's a lot of money that's going to sit there idle. That's just going to wait and see. And it's not like that this product is going to be coming out anytime soon. 
Right. You know what I mean? That's like what I was yeah. just thinking. Yeah, you don't for know, all we know. It could be three, four, or five years from now. Yeah, we have no idea. But the problem well, is, it, it's not It's not so much that, and I remember, we were talking to somebody about this today. They'll remain nameless. But one of the things that they mentioned in the same chat that you guys were in is, well, you know, people will probably forget this as soon as my <laughs> thing goes out. Yeah, goes out. They'll instantly forget it, like when the next Elwin pin comes out, right? Which, yeah, yeah. which is fine and all, but we're still several months out from that. So what's going to be the short term ramifications on something like this? That's my concern. What's going to be the Q2 and Q, uh, Q3 ramifications on it? There's, and it, it's going to happen. Yeah. That's, it's just the way it is. And I won't blame people for not putting their money out there. I won't blame people for sitting on the sidelines to get information. But the reality is when people stop buying to wait for more information that might be information that doesn't come. And those are cells that are lost that people aren't going to see until they choose to get off the sidelines and get back into the game and start buying new unbox pins again. I mean, from a business perspective, it sucks. So, okay. So there's a ton of different ways we can go with this. So first off, Joe Kamika, why, why the question is first off, why did he feel the need to share this information? So ego, ego, I'll just say, I, I think it's ego. I mean, okay. I, I don't know the guy, but that if if because I he look knew at that, the information, yeah, I mean, oh. why else? Why else would you share that? Well, there's no, there's no other reason because it doesn't hurt JJP. But like, the thing is, JJP, it hurts but, Stern, doesn't it? Yeah, don't you think it hurts? Well, yeah, but, so if if Stern's always been, if Gary Stern is one of his best friends, and he's always done work for Stern, why now would he post something that actually hurts Stern? Does he not care anymore because Gary's out? Is he upset about the direction of the company? I just, or does he not care? Is his ego bigger than his his love of Stern? I, so I don't understand. Yeah, it hurts. Here's Stern. the here's the funny part. So I got an answer for that, and then I'll turn it over to Mr. Tom Graff. Mm. So I've heard two different versions of this, right? Okay. So this means that people are seeing this from different angles, and people are taking what they want to extract out of this. Some of the first messages I got was, "Well, he's." just really pissed off at Stern, isn't he? And then the other messages I've seen, well, he's doing this to sabotage JJP, sabotage their <laughs> godfather. So, so it's like yeah. everybody has their own opinion of what's going on. I, uh, the only opinion I can give is based off what I know in real time with what it's affecting with what I do on my day to day. But yeah, I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't see how this hurts JJP at all. I feel like it, it raises their profile. I feel like godfather cells were going to be what they are. From the beginning, just because of their pricing model, they're always going to hit that peak early on, and then it's going to just have a big time yeah. trail off. That's just the way JJP games typically have gone the past few releases. So, you know, I don't know. It it just makes me think that it gets them notice immediately. It raises their profile to me. Tom is, is agreeing with, yeah, oh yeah, Tom, oh yeah. yeah, it's. So okay, so you said it doesn't hurt JJP. I why would it? Well, okay, so like when why, Toy why would Story, it, if people think that they have the top tier theme, why like why would that hurt them? I just think it. I know as of right now, I know there are distributors out there like they made all the Guns and Roses games. They made a ton of them. So there there are new unboxed Guns and Roses sitting on the shelf, and we've we've gone down this road before where if a distributor has a game sitting on a shelf, he can't clearance it. He can't mark it down. There is a limit to how low, it, how low it can go. So when the used market is below us MSRP, it's really hard to move new in box units. So there are GNRs sitting on the shelf. We know for a fact there's a lot of Toy Stories sitting on the shelf. 
There is that some... a JJP problem or a dealer problem? I see a oh well okay that's that's <laughs> a you know sure through. some dealers should probably take a little responsibility for that well, but because because JJP is a B two B business they're they're not you know what I mean they they somewhat do B two C so they sold bit. out and they're they yeah, sold I mean, theirs and it's the the distro yeah, that's stuck with right them. so what like but that's why I don't think it hurts them at all I'm just saying when I look at like when I look at Stern a lot they have a lot of games in their catalog that are in demand that if if they, there's waiting lists there are people waiting on them they want them if if somebody posts like hey i just got a few of these they're gone they never get put on a shelf they got a lot of those games sure they have a few that that probably sell way better than others but i'm seeing if i look at jjp who's released a game it was like every two years and then now they're looking at every year and then the biggest the shortest turnaround has been between toy story and godfather you got all these distros that have GNR on the shelf. They got a bunch of Toy Story on the shelf. They're now getting Godfather LEs on the shelf. The CEs haven't even shipped yet. Apparently that keeps getting pushed back. And now all of a sudden you're you're going to throw out another amazing theme. Like I don't as a distributor I'd almost be worried because I'd be like, "Well, what's it going to be? Is it going to be all the Harry Potters? Is it going to be Harry Potter 1 or are you going to pick the last Harry Potter? Are you going to pick some random, you know, it, there's a new Harry Potter HBO Max series coming out. Is this going to be based on that? You know, like are we because the Harry Potter franchise is going to want to push their latest and greatest thing like Disney pushed the Toy Story 4 instead of the original Toy Story? Did they get the license and it's going to be another eight years before they actually get around to building it? I don't know. I mean, there's a ton of questions, but I know there were people that were holding on to money waiting for Toy Story, really waiting for Toy Story and held on to it for a long time. And then the moment it was announced, they were like, Toy Story 4, never mind. And then they went to Stern and bought something. I mean, I, I mean, sure, any game could be a dud. Any game could be a dud from any manufacturer. But I just, to me, I don't know. There's a... I... I, I could see how it could potentially help JJP if there are people holding on money that's not going to go somewhere else. But there's so much question here that people are going to get bored. People are going to hold on to that money waiting for Harry Potter, uh, Harry Potter and then you're going to say the next Owen game comes out and they're going to be like, dang, that's really freaking good. I'm going to I'm going to do that. So I, I see I I had not had the thought, the immediate thought you did, but you have it from a distributor standpoint of this frozen money. One announcement two, three simple sentences on Facebook could immediately freeze, you know, I, I wonder oh, it, how many distributors had people did. Immediately pull out. it did. Yeah, pull no, out. No, no, like, no doubt it did. And this yeah. isn't to say like, oh my God, sky's falling. Like we're screwed for the next two years while everybody waits. Like, no, it's just right now, as of today, if say you, you have saved up $10,000, right? And yeah. you're a casual, you haven't collected like 10 to 15, you've maybe bought like two or three pins, right? You're thinking about buying something. You're not quite sure how the industry works in terms of cadence of bringing out a new product or anything like that, right? To market. You're not sure when this game will come out. Well, all of a sudden you're going to wait most likely just to get more information. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen. It's not to say that those buyers won't jump back in. I'm just saying that there are ramifications to words when they come from credible sources like that. That, you know, somebody that's been behind getting themes that are big time themes for Stern. So, yeah. I mean, that's just the result of it, unfortunately. But I mean, I don't think it's the end of the world. But, you know, let's face let's face facts. It will freeze up money here and now. It doesn't I mean have, it's like I that forever. I have a serious but... question. Oh. oh, let's do it, Tom. No joking around which, here, Tom. Which, no, you better be serious, Which movie Tom. are they going to pick? 
That's what I, you know, <laughs> well, here's the deal. If it's a, if it's a JJP game and it's in, and, and Keith is, is coding it, he's known for just these incredibly deep and complex codes. He could probably fit seven movies worth of code in one game. If, but I hope, if I they think it makes do sense. It, to, yeah. <laughs> if they could do it, I would not put all movies in the same pen. If they could do it, I would split it up into a trilogy or something like that with each more pen than one pin. Yeah. Come, yeah. Come out with a new pin for like wow. one per year or could a three you year time them and play against. <laughs> <laughs> you can't turn on your second pin until you beat you the like first. NBA fast break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, sure. If they have a big license, I mean, the, the, they, well, that's a whole nother thing with the license. We don't know if it's movies. We don't know if they're getting movie assets. We don't know if it's going to be it's movie assets like in Pirates of the Caribbean, where it's just no faces. We don't know if it's if it's new art and going after the books. We don't know, like I said, if it's the new HBO Max miniseries. We don't know if they're going to be pulling video game assets from the latest Hogwarts game. I, I it could. I don't know. I don't know any of that. But I will say, when I asked, you know, a few years ago, I asked my wife, I said, if you could have any theme in pinball, any pinball, if I could buy a pinball, Turtles was my dream theme. If I could buy a game strictly for you, what theme would you want me to buy? Without hesitation, Harry Potter. So there were so many people that bought Toy Story because it's Toy Story. Tom bought Rush because it was Rush. It could have been a one pop bumper bit game. It was the only one. Yeah. And he was <laughs> the only person that bought it. Yeah. <laughs> but he would have, I mean, Harry Potter is an absolute dream theme for so many people. And the price, I mean, if a, the, the lowest, the low end version of JJP game is 12.5, you know, when they got the, when Stern got the license for Beatles, they said it was one of the most expensive license. I think it was the most expensive pinball license they've ever paid for. And it was reflected in the price. The price of that game was a lot higher than the other games at the time. I'm telling you right now, I if, <laughs> unless JJP is just not planning on making money, there's a good chance the price of that game is going to reflect the price of on, the license. On theme alone, they would sell out all their CDs in like a second. Oh, oh, I bet, I bet, <laughs> I bet distros already have CE pre-order lists. Like that's what's I'm funny is reading these comments yeah, on Facebook. 100%. People, yeah, people are like, I've been on a distributor's speculation list for six years for a harry potter high-end model i mean they may are they may already be sold out <laughs> which is kind of crazy i mean something a pen like that it's it would command a high price i i don't see it being any lower than 18.5 and i could see it easily being twenty thousand for a c and it would sell out no doubt would, yeah it's just i mean the truth is as of right now it's a huge question mark but just trying to react to what we've seen posted, there are some people that are happy. They're like, thank God JJP got this. We know it'll be it'll be a beautiful game. They'll go all out with art. They're gonna have it, it'll be an amazing magical light show. There'll be no hesitation with mechs. Like they will this will be an amazing world under glass. And then you have other people and they're like, no, not JJP. I don't want to deal with like I don't like the rules. I don't like like I wish Stern would have had it. And it's like so now all of a sudden you got these JJP versus Stern fanboys um arguing who would have done a better job with the code which is similar to like when spooky and stern kind of had their little tiff on godzilla and kind of see how that turned out so i i don't know i don't it just it's crazy how like three sentences can just <laughs> blow everything i mean if, up. if you're a fan of pinball and you're a fan of just sitting back and just getting the popcorn out and just mm -hmm. watching it all i mean the grand old time you know because it's it's fascinating to see how people react to just 
like we talked about one Facebook post and to see what the fallout would be of that. And it's going to be multifaceted. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is at this point. And I, I do, I am happy though, at least that there's people talking about pinball and there's people on both sides that are like, I'm for JJP, I'm for mm-hmm. Stern, you know? And then there's some of us that are like, oh yeah, we, we like it all. We, we try to buy the pinball we can or play as much pinball as we can, despite whoever's making it. And so, I mean, I think at the end of the day, everybody's going to be happy with, with the result. I mean, because yeah. you, you, what other choice do you have? You know what I mean? It's not like somebody's going to get a license and then, you know, give it up to somebody else. I mean, it's, it's like if somebody else makes a Harry Potter pin, it's not going to be for like another 20 plus years, if that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the truth is the, I think the right answer is all of us should be rooting for JJP to make the best Harry Potter pin possible. Like there's no, there's no reason to be upset about it. I mean, if that's true, there's no reason to be upset about it. Like, oh, I wish this or that. Cause none of that matters. We are, you know, our Unless opinion this is all a farce and we've all it, been maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, but it doesn't, but even if we have been us complaining about X, Y, or Z, isn't going to change it. If, if there, if this true. is the truth, is it, if this is the directory of how, how this is going to go, you know, Hey, it sounds like there's actually going to be a Harry Potter pinball machine. That sounds great. That's going to be great for pinball in general. That's going to bring new people into pinball for sure. And yeah, let's all root behind JJP to make the best possible Harry Potter pin period so that we can all enjoy it in some manner. Um, I do think an interesting question though, for both you guys is there are three designers right now at JJP. There's Eric Minier, there's Mark, I forget. I don't know his last name. He did the Metroid game. Do you know? Does it Sidon? Am I pronouncing it right? Yes. He did the Metroid homebrew game. And then there's Steve Ritchie. So Eric obviously just came out with Godfather. Is there any chance that this is the next game coming out? I would be very surprised. I don't so think so. The question, I mean, we don't know. This could be four years down the road. But if I'm gonna, I'm, what I'm going to ask you three or you two is, which of those three guys would you want? Which, if you could pick the designer, the JJP? <laughs> there's four people. There's three designers. That's why I was thinking. <laughs> Out of those three, four designers. Who's the fourth? Eric. Eric Minier, Mark, and Steve Ritchie. That's it. Oh yeah, Pat Lawler. He retired. Pat Lawler. Is, Damn it. He's retired. <laughs> Pat's coming out of retirement, everybody. So I will say I, I'm curious. So Forky, please. Do you guys care? Do you do you guys have a preference on who you would prefer to design that game? I yes. would prefer Eric just because of his experience. Okay. But, I mean interesting, Tom. Yeah. Um I mean Steve Ritchie's great and everything, but uh, yeah, I, I I'd prefer Eric to do it. Okay, what about you, Travis? Uh, I would prefer Eric right now, just because he's proven his designs under the JJP platform. Like I I don't know, like obviously Steve Ritchie designs they've they've been hit or miss the past few years, but you know overall in his whole entire career, it's a lot more hits than anything else. I'm just curious how his the way that he likes designing games, I'm curious how that will carry over with the JJP platform. Yeah. So with that unknown variable, it's like, it's hard to say, well, I, you know, I want to see that, but it's, it, it could be theme too. Like if JJP had Top Gun, I would say, I want Steve Ritchie to do it. Sure. No so, you know, if I'm basing it just purely off theme and just thinking that way, you know, I'd like to see Eric have a crack I, at it. I agree. I, I would pick Eric and it's nothing against Mark. I just haven't seen anything of Mark. Like I've seen, I've That's seen Metroid. Yep. 
I've seen Metroid, but it's just like, I don't know about you, but if I was, if I was brand new, a brand new designer to pinball and somebody says, okay, you get the biggest license and the highest demand license right now on all of pinball. Good I'd luck on your first go. Pissing my leg is what <laughs> I'd know. be doing. What I mean, do I do? Yeah. I just, that's the thing with Mark that I, I have, I would, I have no idea, but if I'm between Steve and Eric, I, when I think what, what's going to be best for Harry Potter, what's going to be best for pinball and bringing people in outside, I would assume amazing toys and mechs is really what needs to be focused on here. Um, and between the two, like that pinball magic between the two, between Steve and Eric, Eric has proven that he creates some really unique, new, innovative toys and mechs and pinball. Once again, not discrediting Steve, but if Steve's the king of flow. Right, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's different I, styles. When I yeah. think of Steve Ritchie, I think of hard hitting, fast pace, right? Yeah. But when it comes to something like Harry Potter, I want to know the story. Like I want to feel like I'm immersed in that world. And if you're going to get immersed in a world, like a world quote unquote under glass, it's not going to be something that's just completely flow based. You're going to have some stop and go. You're going to have a lot of mechs. You're going to have stuff like that. So that's, I don't know, to me, that's what I view the theme as because mm -hmm. otherwise we end up something that was like toy story to where it just felt kind of bare, even though there was a couple of cool things in it, but that was one of toy story shortcomings, according to a lot of people. And that's why the Godfather pin in terms of its layout has been very well received because it's much different to where it tries to create a certain world under there. Sure. Yeah. And I, I read a very interesting post and this is once again, it's all speculation, but it's, um, somebody it's said, <laughs> somebody said, um, apparently Steve Ritchie has been begging for a Harry Potter pin for years. And he was really pushing that and driving that with Stern. And he was really upset about Led Zeppelin and them pulling mechs out of his game. And so he was sick of being controlled by the bomb. So that's why he reached out to JJP because clearly they put more in their games. And um, now is that a credible source? Jack, or is this this is all speculation, speculation, but he's saying, pure. but obviously Jack must have promised him Harry Potter. And so this is Steve leaving. You know, this was probably the main reason why Steve left Stern is because JGP. I don't know. I mean, it's all speculation. Okay, remember, everybody, what you just listened to was <laughs> pure speculation. Pure so speculation. No, some no dude on, on crediting Facebook. Joel with the you reason heard why it Steve here first, everybody. I could read the post. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, hey, if it's on the internet, it's fact, right? I it's mean, a that's, fact. But it's just I, Joel I would, said it. It's I fact. am. <laughs> I, I didn't, I mean, I don't know Steve Ritchie at all, but I have no idea if he's a huge Harry Potter fan, but obviously whoever does Play the game, better, Joel. <laughs> whoever, whoever does the, the game, wand, Joel. you, um, you would want them to be a big Harry Potter. I just, I, I agree with you. I think, I absolutely think, um, Eric has the ability to just knock it out of the park, to kill it just based on the types of games he's, he's done and the way that he's, he's designed games so far. But then again, Hey, if how crazy would that be if Steve Ritchie's first game at JJP is actually Harry Potter? Even though right now the rumor is it's Elton John, which is very different in the, well, I mean, in the it's, world it's of not, under, world it's under glass. It's not to category. say that he couldn't do it. No, you know what I mean? Like because right. he's he's been over there now for what close to a year and a half. So obviously at something's least. been you know baking in the oven for a while. So yeah. who knows what he's going to come out with. I I don't know, but I, Tom, you've had Godfather now for a little bit. I mean, what's your, you've had Godfather. You also had, uh, um, um, Pirates of the Caribbean at, at one point and you had GNR. Had a GNR. So, I mean, now that you've had all of Eric's games. You had a Wonka too. 
but it's not an Eric Eric's game. games. He didn't have a Toy Story. <laughs> now that he's Did you had have a dialed in. Now had, that he's had, I had a all Wizard of, of Oz. I had a dialed in. You want to name other games made by designers, not Eric? The only one I didn't no, have just is Toy Jack. Story. He's, I was. Ta- <laughs> he's had all three of Eric's games. So <laughs> do you? I I don't. I think that says a lot that you. I uh, I like Godfather. I mean, okay. I I really do. Both code and layout, all of it. Yeah, yeah. the The layout's really good. Have you gotten to the kill screen like Carl does? No, on the daily. I'm not Carl level. No, not yet. Okay, (laughs) Carl level where you break the game. So I'm like this damn game, and I throw it across (laughs) the room. So Tom, you are you are still playing within the confines that the coders planned for. (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. Yes. Carl's that, like freaking world, Neo yeah. breaking out of the Matrix. Exactly. The world that the coders made. Yeah. There's Travis. <laughs> yeah. There's me. And Joel's yeah. on the floor. Hey, I'm in that world, though. <laughs> I'm in the world. I'm crawling on the floor, but I'm there. <laughs> Carl's like, oh, there's a limit? Nah. Oh, let me <laughs> let me find that. He's literally doing math that's blowing up the code. But, ah, freaking Carl. Um, real quick, shout out to Carl. This is a side quest. Shout out to Carl and Pin Quest, man. Pin Pin Clash, Pin Clash, Pin oh Clash. My God, Pin Clash over the weekend was incredible. Um, I don't know if anybody streams, you actually realize how hard it is from a technical standpoint to do everything that Carl did. Um, not only from a technical standpoint of getting a beautiful stream with all the audio, combined video, all that crap, but then to also organize the competition to keep the players. I mean, it was just. It was run so incredibly well. It was so incredibly entertaining, all different levels. I will say, watching the first round, if anybody has, if if this is a big question mark for anybody, Pin Clash is a head-to-head tournament that Carl runs every year virtually. There are people globally. There was a guy in Hawaii competing against people here in America. There was people over in Europe playing. I think there was Blueberry Johnson. Yep, there was somebody comfy. I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was um, there was somebody I think even in Australia. All these people starting up their own streams. He's pulling it all together, doing these head-to-head competitions. It was incredible. And um, I will say, during the first round, I was thinking like, I think I could, I think I could have possibly won, like maybe one of these rounds, not the whole round, but it's like I, I think I could have competed a, a tiny bit. Were you it, drinking that night? I <laughs> just saying. When the race is like, <laughs> beat Geigen. I'm like, I can do that. I know how to beat Geigen. I can do that. Oh, you know, I would need to be. Oh, you like, could do the challenges. Okay. That's what I'm saying. But I'm you saying, had to like, qualify to be in this. Joel. I know. But I'm saying if I would have gotten in, I think I would. I just, I don't think I would have just got rolled. Joel's like one of those guys at the sports bar that's watching the game on TV. <laughs> I can throw four miles. If that was me, yeah. Yeah. I would have totally Coach hit that ball. Coach would have just put me in on state. I, I, I could have totally threw that 100 mile pro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, first round, round one challenges or tier one challenges, I felt like, okay, that's something that I, I could play there. I well, know once what we you're got saying the second here, Joel. round. You're talking about that you saw Hottie play and you were like, I could take him. Hey, that's not no if it's a hottie. That's what no you're saying right now. But shout hottie, out to Hottie. Are you, because are you hearing this, Hottie? He's hottie. calling you out. No, Hottie did admit he he had the challenge, which was uh what was it? It was two uh secret combos or something. Is I'm not he, sure. I haven't I didn't see Well, the first it was round, some, one of the challenges was you had to find two secret combos and then do something. 
And you had he to admitted, just shoot the two he admitted combos? afterwards, yeah. he goes, I didn't know any of the secret combos. <laughs> <laughs> so he was literally just flipping around the play field, hoping to hit a combo. Oh my God. But, okay. We have to do this, Joel. Sure. You and Hottie, please. We got to make it happen. You guys have your own pin class. You <laughs> got to go behind you. Yep. Yes. Howdy you got to do. We got to give Joel a shot, right, Tom? Uh, okay. I, I agree. I don't like, know. He's I talking all this shit. He's like, I, I wasn't got it out of the first round. <laughs> I, I, could, I think we should set him uh, up with uh, Zmac. Yeah, right. <laughs> I said round one. Round one. Oh, round oh. one. Round two is when all the people in the with the buy showed up, and that's we the Zmac and the Red A. I mean, he's Neil killed it. Yeah. But those guys, all of a sudden, I was like, holy cow, these Escher, it's like, okay, these are a little more, this is something else. And then you get to the, like, once you got way further in the competition and they're doing tier four battles, and it's just like, holy crap, these people are so freaking good. Like, they're, they don't miss shots, and they know exactly what they have to do and time it perfectly. It's just, it's a whole nother level. And and that's no offense, they were top 24 qualifiers. No offense at all to, you know, numbers 24 to 10 but geez those top few people are on a whole nother level i mean it is insane their ability so yeah that was a side quest <laughs> that was a, those boys was, are good yeah there and, there was uh stephanie stephanie was in it as well yeah yep. she did a great job but um i don't know it was just what an incredible event to watch check out ie pinball on twitch it's there i guarantee he'll wrap that all up it'll end up on youtube if you haven't seen pin clash go watch it it is truly an exciting way to watch pinball. So that was a side side conversation, but yeah, to wrap up Harry Potter, it's, it's nothing but speculation right now. Kind of like we, I'm saying the, the truth or what we, <laughs> we, what we think we know. I just, I, I thought we were done with Harry Potter. Well, it was a side or I'm just saying to wrap it up. It's what we like, think we this know. This whiskey's really strong. I just lost like three <laughs> minutes of time there. What we think we know is Jersey Jack has the license. When they'll use it, when it comes out, I don't know what it means, who's doing it. I, no, I don't None of us know any of that. All we think we know is that Jersey Jack has the license. So my takeaway is, if that's true, that means there is a Harry Potter pinball machine on the horizon, which is exciting for everybody in pinball in general. And no reason to complain and get upset or frustrated that who I don't none of that matters. We should all be rooting that they make the best possible game possible because that's what we all want. So any other final thoughts on that? Well said, Joel. Okay, that fence is awfully warm. I would love to like throw in a Harry Potter quote. I don't know. I don't know any of them. I like the, I like, I haven't read any of the books. I watched all the movies, but I am so far from a super fan. I got nothing. Yeah, I, got, I don't. I got nothing. I've watched them. I just, I don't know. It'll be a wand. And I, and I it'll know be a wand they, shooter handle. Yeah. They, they made a bunch of books out of the movies too, didn't they? It's the other, they made books. I know. And then they made the I'm movies. Just, I'm just yeah. effing with you. Bad. But thanks All for right. correcting me, though. I appreciate it. I'm here to, to help keep you me in line. Oh, it's oh god, that sound. <laughs> You're an effing okay. beauty, Tom Graf. So I'm looking at the uh, to do list here. Uh, oh, here we go. Real quick, check this baby out. What is that? That is oh <laughs> shit. That is an official triple drain lunch. Got a lot of finger. You hear that? Wow. I know it's glossy. You actually had it made. This is one of the Real samples. Thing. This is one of the samples. It actually happened. Um, it's a lunchbox. It's everything you'd think. There is no thermos. Um, 
I will say, I am, I'm very happy with how this came out. The print quality is good. It's not exceptional. It's good, but it's not exceptional. You're um, selling it well. Good job. But what I will, I'm just being honest as somebody in the printing industry, because this is printed directly on the metal. Um, so they lay down so white. There's a bunch of. <laughs> yeah, this is garbage. Don't so buy it. So where else is it supposed to be printed if it's not printed on the metal? Well, another way you could do it is print it on like a label and then put the label on on the, the thing. No, but you don't you, do that. That Wouldn't is that a common be a thing. Sticker? It would I, be I'm a sticker. Yeah, a sticker. But, you can, but you can have them laminated. They can be like fully waterproof. That is a very common thing. That's crap. So I'm, I'm kind of impressed that he's like worked very hard and he I, knows you, everything about a lunchbox. Right I, now. You would be he amazed a at, career at how much time I've spent researching freaking lunchboxes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure probably so, at least 30 hours. As not many there, messages no, have we no, gotten no, about no, no, no. At so, least. There, there's a whole different bunch of avenues I could have gone, and I was very close to pulling the trigger on actually getting a company that, that would make us 24, ship them all to me, all that stuff. But luckily, I found a website. The website is Zazzle, and they do a bunch of one-off custom stuff. And so they had lunchboxes. So I had one made, and I do like it. So what I did is I set, it, I set up an official triple drain Zazzle store. We will share the link in the show notes, and we'll post it on our Facebook page. Um, but we have our lunch boxes. We also have the golf towels, the golf towels <laughs> with the little clip. So for all you tournament players that actually think that's a good idea, you have a chance to buy one, <gasps> clip it on your belt loop, clean off that pinball machine with the towel, not your t-shirt, and then turn around mm-hmm. and flip off both when Tom you, yep. and Travis with your clean hands. It'll be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> when you pull your out your nine iron and hit it three <laughs> right. feet from the cup, and you yep. just wipe off your nine iron with your triple drain uh, towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Just imagine yep. Joel's wife like wondering, "Where yep. is he at? It's two a.m. He's not in bed." It's, and it's then 11. she goes she and knows. checks. He's out looking his... at porn. No, he's <laughs> he's researching lunchbox. She goes to his office and she's like, "I'm going to look at a search history." Yeah. It's like nothing but lunchboxes, lunchboxes, and golf towels. Golf towels. We also have a small towel if you want to put just put that in your pocket instead. And then I did a, there's a triple drain bottle opener. So, yep, that's what I, that's how I've spent my time is finding odd merchandise that we could customize with our logo and the Hydra thing. So, oh my God. You're doing great, Joel. If you go to Zazzle.com and search Triple Drain, you'll find it. Otherwise, you'll find the link. Uh, Feel free to buy them. (laughs) I don't know. And once again, (laughs) if you get a lunchbox, bring it to Chicago. I love how professional Joel is through all this. Yeah, get them signed. I'm excited about them. It's so dumb. No, I mean, I'm happy that you're happy. I I literally am. I'm in tears right now with my camera off. I'm telling you right now. As of right now, there is a better chance that people will get the Triple Drain lunchbox before they get the GTF lunchbox, and that I just think is hilarious. So, but I will I will still be buying a GTF lunchbox whenever they're officially released. I will um, give you this, Joel. The lunchbox yes. does look pretty dope. Those colors lot, they look really good. You, Thank you. It looks you a lot did better a fine than your camera. job, Joel. <laughs> you did great. Off. Those two AM sessions really uh, paid off. There, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And another promise that I will make to anybody listening, if you go to Zazzle.com, you can get, there are so many products, like anything you can think of, there are so many products, including if somebody wants a custom pickleball racket, you can get it. What I'm saying is if somebody- I am getting a a triple joint pickleball racket. If you want it, that is what I'm telling you. If anybody is watching, all you have to do is email me at triplejane at gmail.com with the link to the item you want, and I will- customize it and add it to our store so 
the <laughs> finally like, something useful. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> okay, you, so, Joel, you convinced me. There is something that's pretty cool there. What about the LED signs? There can are LED. Actually, I've looked at them. I've looked. So I'm we can actually have like the triple drain logo. You could have a triple drain LED Seriously? sign. One hundred and fifty bucks. Why? But you could have one. Why oh, aren't we selling done. those? I'm just. <laughs> I, you, I've already wasted enough time to get the four items that are up there. But I'm telling you, if anybody for whatever reason is a big enough fan of this show that you want whatever it is, whatever it is that you see on Zazzle.com, email us at tripletrain at gmail.com, and I will I will make it happen. We got I think socks. We got watches. <laughs> we got underwear. We got, <laughs> we got everything. You want curtains? Shower curtain? Like uh, uh, bibs? I mean, any? It's absurd what's on that website. Um, so whatever. I'm all for it. But I'm proud of the lunchbox. And please, if anybody buys one, bring it to a show. And I would love to sign it just because I think that's hysterical that anybody would buy them. whatever. So that's enough of my plug. But yes, now, we'll share the link. Travis, and, yeah. are you going to get a lunchbox <laughs> and bring it to Europe? He won't get it in time. It took like over a week. Damn. I could yeah. draw the logo on a lunchbox. One Joel, thing that Travis, I think, will be getting in time oh. for Europe. And this was actually Patreon. There was a Patreon question about this. They wanted us to 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 talk about the difference between the comfy, the snuggy, and the huggy. I don't know. I don't know. I, comfy is what you want. But... Travis yes. found a new pro, a new comfy that is an American flag comfy that I hope he buys and takes to. This is a great transition. Where would you take that, Travis? Why would you buy an American flag comfy? Where would you take that and wear that? You would wear because that hat. I'm going with Tom Graf to go play in the European Pinball Championships. <laughs> the European Pinball Championships. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. They got pinball in Europe. They See? have internet and everything over there. It's really cool. Well, so. Is this something you just signed up for? Or did you have to qualify for it? What's the big deal about the European pinball champions? Because you guys are not European. I mean, well, well, well I mean, like you know, ancestral, I mean, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, more Tom than me. I'm Native American. Native so American. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's it's fine. We we don't have to get into all that. But no, so. It, it basically, you just you sign up for it, but I think the way that they did it, because it's the week before IFBA, which is the world championships for, I think it's like the top 80 players in the world or something like that, okay. but they, they had it to where they wanted the EPC event to be close to IFBA, so that way more of the top American players would play in that. So it would give everybody an opportunity to get to play against each other, and there's a lot of European players over there as well, obviously, since it's European pinball championships, but... No, I, I think it's, I don't even know how many players are in this, Tom. Is it 250 something or is it? Yeah, 256, I think. Is that right? Yeah, it's somewhere around there. So the EPC is actually a bigger tournament than the World Championship. In, in terms of size. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to go off prestige just alone, it's like IFBA is like the main thing, just because you have to be a certain rank that you have to achieve throughout a calendar year in order to qualify for it. But no, EPC is like the main pinball tournament over there for Europe. And the the World Championship, that is for last year then? Was it? Yeah, it was as of December 31st. Yeah. Of 2022. Okay, got it. So you guys are going over there. Um, anything particular that we should know? Um, I don't I Cool format, cool challenges. I don't, I mean, what, get me excited about this. The European so, Pinball Championship. So the format Travis is, is in Group A1, Bank yeah. A. 
I'm That's literally top the tier. first. I'm the first player listed, Joel. Which you know what that means. You're number one. Exactly. I'm the top ranked player in the whole thing. That's not true. No, it's not. I just happen That's to be the no. first one listed. But so it's basically heads up qualifying to where you have 16 people in each group. You'll play everybody once, and then the top four from your group will go on to finals. And I believe there's how many groups are there, Tom? Uh, I don't even know. A lot. A lot, see, one, yeah. two, three, four, five. Well, hopefully, it's not more than seven, ten. Two fifty-six divided by sixteen. Yeah, that's when Travis so, starts to struggle. Yeah, so sixteen, right? Sixteen. Okay. Yeah, because there's Sounds sixty-four right. that go on to finals, and I think finals is a heads up, also. So you're excited? Yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. I mean, the way that they're doing, it, they have different banks. So, like, my group is in the A bank, and Tom, what, what, uh, what bank do you guys have for yours? uh b i'm in the b? B bank okay so i'm, looking at I'm the, the only american in my group are you really <laughs> yeah which group are you uh d2 i got vigo's the leader of our group i got oh, and then i guess is uh jorgen uh, schmorgen there <laughs> no <laughs> No. I would like, uh, shout out to Jorgen Schmorgen. There is a Pure <laughs> Pierre or Pure and a uh, Lars Orskuf. Did I hear that Keith? I can't pronounce these words. Did I hear correctly. that Keith Elwin was traveling? He was coming and participating he is, in this European? But he's not doing EPC. He's doing world the world championship, though? Yeah. Nice. But I'm assuming is like Ray Day going to be there and Asher and. Zach McCarty. So, yeah, everybody. some of the American players in EPC is uh, let's see, John DeZappo, Brian O'Neill, uh, Stephen Bowden. You got Car- Luke Nahorniak, De Lasarda, Laserlos. Nice. Yep. yep. You got Tim Sexton. You got Colin. You got Tom. You got Jason Zoller. Kerry Car- Wing. Mm-hmm. Zach McCarthy. Is Monica going? No, I've got Whoa. ten days of Leave Monica her in Freeness. El Rucco. You're in trouble. Leslie, shout out to Damn her. I'm in trouble. It happens. Yeah, Escher, Bill Mason. That's I think awesome. Andy Bagwell. Yeah, there's a lot of yep. people. A lot of people. So it's really Kaylee it's, George. It's you and all your pinball friends. Price. Yeah. <laughs> go see, flying over and hanging out in Europe for 10 basically, days. Basically, but yeah. the, the thing that some of us were talking about too that we were kind of not worried about, but we were just like, hopefully we don't end up in the same group because you're traveling halfway across the world just to play against each other. All over uh, again. So I was hoping to be able to play against more of the European players and people that I haven't got to meet yet. Is so um that's what I'm most excited about. Is uh what's his name? The the the, the yes, machine. What's his name is there? No, number <laughs> I think it was number seven in Josh's new rankings. The the guy that is Johannes. Johannes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. Yep, he's actually in Josh's group, I believe. Oh, so Josh's Yeah, because Josh was saying he's gonna <laughs> kick his ass. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Johannes, cool. So, are you gonna like fan fanboy out and get pictures with him and and stuff? Shake his hand, not wash it. He might charge you five bucks. <laughs> 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 That's exciting. That's cool. And I I hope somebody's streaming it. Do we know who's streaming any of this? Yeah. JDL. JDL. Perfect. Yep. Unfortunately, They're like the main uh, European yeah, streamer. Zones. What's that? The time zones. So that'll be. Uh, like it's early. only like eight hours ahead. So you know little bit of time travel <laughs> just a little bit no know. big deal all right well that's cool so epc the so that's a big tournament and and um but then so that's your warm-up basically and then following up with that you you guys have worlds so is this kind um, of worlds the year don't they alternate right isn't it uh america and then europe they go back and forth back and forth so 
Worlds well, last year was in Florida, right? Well, Wasn't it's America, it? then an international. So it could ah. be in Canada. It could ah. be like in Europe. It could be in Australia. But last year's Worlds was in, wasn't it in Florida? Florida. Yeah. Yep. Far away land known as Florida. I don't remember particularly, but did, was that, did that, were those good for you? Did, I don't know. Is, is Worlds like an intimidating thing? Is that, I mean, that's supposed to be the best of the best, right? Top 80 players in the world. This would be a Tom answer. This is going to be my first one, but Tom played oh. in last year's. It's fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you don't play good. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand. Well, you actually, here's the thing, Joel. You probably actually remember Worlds from last year. You're just forgetting right now. It's That was the place where Elwin and Escher Oh, when all yeah, yep, and there's that the dialed in game year. at the end, and then you were pissed because wasn't their brand new bar closed? It was like you were wasn't like, oh, there. no, no, that's, that's free play, free Florida. play Florida. I'm that's mixing up my, my my stuff, but I am happy that you are well aware of what I was upset about. Was the board, so I appreciate yeah, the bar that. being closed. Yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, because because freaking last call happened 50 minutes <laughs> let's before yeah, closing let's, time. Let's, let's, Who does thing. that? Yeah. A bar that? that's now out of business, right? Did it shut down? <laughs> I yeah. hope so. Yeah. yeah. You get what you deserve. Last is, call, uh, 15 minutes before closing time. Is Carl going? Is Carl going to be there at Worlds? No. Ah. Unfortunately not. Carl. He signed up, but then he had to bail out. Carl. I know. That's good for everyone else. That's <laughs> have a better right? shot. Yeah. I mean, he, he had just as a legit shot to win. And compared to anybody else, well, I mean, this he, is exciting. He plays excellent. Uh, what's the format of Worlds? Is it like, is it, is it a mixture kind of? I don't know. There was that whole like the Papa ticket where you have to play one modern, one this, mm -hmm. one that. What's the what's the layout here? The, so the IFPA Worlds tournament, it's it's a match play, and you play groups groups of four each round, three games, and it's a classic a mid-tier, and a modern game. Okay. And have they already released the list of the games? Yes. You can okay. go to the IFPA website, and uh, you can see the list there. There's okay. a lot of them. It's yeah. like 20-plus banks of three games each. Oh, wow. Okay. Is Foo Fighters there? I think so. Is it might be. Galactic Tank Force there. No, no, but there was for other tournaments. There was a Godfather Pro listed, so I'm excited to Godfather see exactly Pro. what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the weird part about Europe is that they have, I guess, they have a lot of reskinned games as well. So they're under different names, hmm. and I'm still trying to figure that out. Like Eight Ball is a different name, and it has a spinner at the candy cane. Yeah, it was shot. something stellar, and I was like, oh, is it like Stellar Wars? And yeah, it was just like, something. No, it's not. It was very confusing, but we do. We didn't go over this. We do have our banks for uh, EPC because the way that they do that, they give you a list of games that you will play. that's in your group and they're different from everybody else because there's only like four groups that can play in the same bank. Mm. So you do. already know, like you already know exactly what you should focus on. Because right. You know well, so group. like EPC, I have Royal Rumble, Getaway, um, High Speed 2, Aerosmith, Avengers, Shadow, Attack from Mars, Indy 500, Rush, and Last Action Hero. Like literally the best bank in the yeah, entire you're, tournament. You're good at a lot of those games. I, yeah, I know. If I F this up, it's totally on me. No excuses. No excuses. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And nice. Tom has, My, what were you, Tom? 
I have uh, Bank B, which is Lethal Weapon 3, World Cup Soccer 94, Munsters Pro, Godzilla Pro, Twilight Zone, Fishtails, Congo, Led Zeppelin, and Circus Voltaire. You're you're good at a lot of those games, too. So, nice. And there is a classic tournament with this as well. I don't mind that bank. Okay. Yeah, it's a a good bank. Now, you might like this bank, Joel. Mm. They have Tommy. Terminator 2, Iron Man, does that do anything for you? Jurassic Park Pro, NBA Fast Break. I like that. Dirty Harry. <laughs> no. Scared Stiff. No. Totan. I mean. And Start Wars Pro. Start Wars. Yeah, I think they mean Star I Wars, but to... maybe it's a reskin too. Like they just bank. added a T in there. Why would I? Why would I like that bank? You wouldn't. That's like by far the oh, worst. Bank yeah, in the yeah. There's a lot of other games there. So uh, you, you yeah, did... pour one out for Bank D participants. <laughs> yeah, bummer. Uh, you did mention um, Rush. There are people are getting the Rush accessories. There are people getting expression lighting kits. Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, apparently there is a thing before you plug in your expression lighting kit. Check the node board because apparently there was a bunch of it, a bunch of them uh, sent out, and the dip switches on the node board were wrong. No so way. people are yeah. So people are just frying them boards. In. Uh, I don't. Or just not it working. Was, it was causing problems. I don't. I hope it didn't fry anything. But um, I have a buddy of mine that got his, and he put out a video and he shared that, and apparently there's a whole post about it. But just to double check, I'm not trying to. So <laughs> you're saying that you're saying you that think same it's guy dip. had a topper on his game. He has his rush topper as well. Yeah. So oh. it's a dip switch that's on the node board. Yes. Shout right, out to okay. uh, Balls of Steel. Sterling has his already done in Georgia. Um, he, uh, yeah, he said that was a thing where the he had somebody else that got one, and it's like I don't know. He he said it. it's like one whatever dip switch one was wrong, two was wrong, and three and four are right or something. Gotcha. But, okay, so <laughs> PSA: check your dip switch. Double double check it, gotcha. or at least ask your distributor. Like, do you know? But it's just I don't know if it fried anything, but they somebody apparently installed them, turned it on, and a whole bunch of stuff didn't work. And they come to find out the the dip switches on the node board included in his expression lighting kit was set wrong. Now I just hope that the instructions that they give for this are a little bit more clear than the Led Zeppelin expression lights. That was a beast getting those on because you didn't realize that you were supposed to basically get the play field out yeah. either. And they didn't really say that until you were like really deep into having wires <laughs> well, everywhere so. I okay watched, now check out the play field. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah timmy like, um what? tim sexton actually made a video i think it's on stern's youtube page uh, that Did showed they? installing it and they, they showed okay. it with the play field out i think they had yeah. encouraged you to take the play field out in the video um, yeah yeah but ex- so apparently expression lighting kits there are some already out there i don't know if you happen to be somebody on order Hopefully you're getting those soon. And then rush toppers. There are people that already have gotten rush toppers. Unfortunately, Tom, you are not one of them. Um, but I do know, at least in the little video that I saw, um, it looks really good. Um, those gears move a lot. Um, and it's just a very animated topper. So that'll that'll be great for our podcast. And then I can just <laughs> yeah. have it playing in the background. So- yeah, that and your Led Zeppelin topper. Yep. How unique <laughs> is this situation, though, that they are basically for now, or probably forever, but they're not producing any more Rush pins. Yeah. Unless they just suddenly change their mind, yet the main accessories that everybody has been waiting for are now coming out. And some people that were waiting, 
for these accessories to come out before actually going out and buying a rush. They might be scrambling around trying to find like, one. Trying to find one, yeah. It's like it's a, it's interesting that those accessories come out like right at the same time that Russia's new inbox are getting much more difficult to find. I would agree. Um, but I will say from my own selfish standpoint, I'm glad they're getting out because hopefully that's one less thing in the way between me and a Godzilla topper. So <laughs> I'm I am I'm really I don't know. I I, I don't want to fall into that thing though of like setting my expectations to be unrealistic and then whatever the topper is it's like well, i don't like, i don't know i just i hope it it should be it blows cool. fire it's fine don't worry about yeah, it yeah. what's going to come first the godzilla topper or the cactus canyon se for you what do you think uh, i hope the topper i i'm trying to be realistic um i'm i have a cactus canyon se plus on order and i i just assume those <laughs> aren't going to be made until the le's are done and right now i think there's like 1250 le's and I think I'm seeing they're in like the mid sixes. So it's like we're halfway. We're halfway done with with. What about Pulp Texas. Fiction? Well, I like I said, I hope. Apparently Pulp Fiction is supposed to start, what was it? They said Q3 and they're supposed to have two lines going. But either way, I'm just in my head, I'm thinking I'm probably not seeing an SE Plus until the end of the year at the earliest. That's my thought, which is which really sucks because I sold Deadpool and I'm like sitting on money. And I don't like that. <laughs> I want to. I would rather have a game. Buy some lunch boxes. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what I'm going to do here, real quick, is um. Shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Really appreciate you guys. I had posted earlier today that um we were recording tonight, and there were some people that commented on that. Um. So a bunch of people had said Harry Potter. Let's talk about Harry Potter. Um. And then somebody posted, yeah, cause he said, I want to hear your opinion on the online battle between the snuggy, comfy, and huggy. Comfy all the way. I don't own the yeah, other ones. A thousand percent. Not even close. Comfy um, for life. But William here said, Harry Potter and Matrix rumor. Matrix has been a rumor for a while, but it says, it also seems that the Godfather C production dates keep moving back. Now late June or July. Any news on why? I don't know that. He said, I've also ordered with a deposit uh, a GTF signature edition. Yeah, I know. I'm crazy. I hear those don't go online till June or July. Sorry, July or August, which seems to contradict their earlier statements. Rumors, thoughts. Any idea why? I mean, um, obviously, Foo Fighters, LEs aren't fully out. Those seem to be pushed back. GTF is getting pushed back. Um, Godfather CEs, that really surprises me that those haven't come out. I haven't heard any particular reasons why. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on, on, I don't know. Manufacturing is hard. <laughs> it's, I mean, Making that's the bottom line. Get, getting the materials in and <clears throat> getting it all together at the same time, it's a difficult process. It's Sometimes it's almost as if you're trying to hit a moving target. Yeah. And you get it, everything in that you can. You get it on the line and you get it out and you try to go to the next thing. And that's... I mean, that's the big difference between Stern and everybody else, that Stern has multiple products that they can fall back on and keep running, you know, different pens, different themes. Whereas these other companies, they may not have that ability. They might have one to two different themes tops at any given time. So if they don't have the parts in, nothing's coming off the line. That's just yeah. what happens, unfortunately. Well, I mean, that's just that's just my guess. Manufacturing is just hard. With GTF being delayed, what I will say is I'm I think it's a good thing. I think the GTFs that have been out in the wild 
there have been issues that people have found. Um, and so if that means, Hey, let's, let's pump the brakes for a second and address, you know, like those standups in front of the tanks, let's create a hardware fix for those, you know, maybe we can adjust code or figure out the ball lock was having issues. So, you know what, at the end of the day, I know Dave fix had, had preached the value of getting games on location and using them as a test run kind of situation. Sure. All these games, there's a bunch of games that have all sold, but if they're using this as valuable data of, hey, we got a bunch of routed games, a bunch of games that were on the show, what do we need to tweak before we get the signature editions out there? Um, I think that's probably a good thing. Godfather, though, I am surprised because there's a lot of distributors that have them in stock. They have LEs sitting on a shelf and they haven't shipped the first CE yet. That's That, that surprises me. I would have thought that have already happened by now. And then the LE, the Foo Fighter LEs, I don't have a good answer there. I mean, I, the fact that they transitioned from making LEs to immediately making some premiums and then coming back to LEs, all I can point to then is whatever game-specific part is different. And at that time, all I can think of is expression lighting or, you know, the green powder coat. <laughs> Did they run out of Invisiglass? I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm, it's, But it's got to be something with that, right? Um so I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a big conspiracy theory or anything behind that. Um, we should check the forums and go off that. Yeah. Go off what they're saying. And then the last question from the one, the only Josh Roop, he said, I'd like to hear thoughts on the used market prices. Um, mm. I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. You had made a comment earlier, Travis, about, uh, um, that moving into summer, normally you start to see sales decline. Um, there's a lot of used games on the market, and I think that is is a lot of that's because there was a whole bunch of new games announced at the beginning of the year, so a bunch of people are trying to make room for that. But are we going to see prices start to dip down from... I mean, everything went nuts with COVID, but are we ever going to be a point where things start to come back down? And Supply and demand. I will say, for my own selfish reasons... I've really, I've really thought about buying a Monster Bash. I've really thought about buying a Monster Bash, and to see, I understand CGC games are unique, um, but like uh, an SE, an SE was originally like seventy eight hundred dollars. Well, that eight thousand ish dollar game, COVID hits, boom! Now it's a ten thousand dollar game. So these games, there's a bunch of them out there that are somewhere in the ten five range. <laughs> but I'm saying like, hey, can we bring that back down? <laughs> can we bring that back down a little bit? But I know demand-wise, they're not making any more of them. Or maybe if they are, it's going to be years. So I don't know. Is that realistic to think that that games might, you know, over the next few months come down? I don't. I I have no skill I mean, it, in financial forecasting. Yeah, it, it's hard to tell. I think that you would most likely see games that were made in the 90s and early 2000s kind of level off way before you would see games post-2010 level off. That's most likely what you'll see happen. And it just, you know, there's ebbs and flows to it. It mm -hmm. definitely depends on all the new games that are coming out. It depends on time of year. Once you get around to quarter four, you might see prices like really fluctuate then because you might have some people trying to hold out and sell something for higher. Then you might have people that are just simply trying to unload something quick. They could turn their money over and they're seeing an easy sell. So it just depends. Like I ended up having to do that with Toy Story. I think I had it up for like, 9,500 and it just sat for a week. Nobody even touched it. As soon as I lowered it down to, I want to say it was like 8,600, 
or somewhere around there, 8,700. I forget exactly. Like literally that's where everybody, that was a sweet spot and everybody's like, okay, I want to go ahead and get it. And that was way less than what I paid for it because I paid over 12 for it. So, I mean, it just is what it is. It's sometimes you're going to take a wash on a pin and sometimes it's, you know, sometimes you're going to go up. But for me personally, the way that I like to approach pinball in my personal life is that I don't really worry about what's the resale value going to be. Like, I just worry about, do I want to play this pin now? Do I think I'm going to have fun with it? And do I think I'm going to get the value and the utility out of it that I want? to? And I think if you, if people approach it like that without worrying too much, I think you'll have a lot more fun overall, but I do understand why some people are very, very aware of the cost and very aware of the price and they want to not, it's almost like a game for some people and a challenge to where they don't want to lose money necessarily. And they want to keep building up, which is understandable too. But I think if you're, if you're in like your position, Joel, cause we were talking about this earlier, if you're just on that fence and going both ways and you're like, I'm not sure if I should get this cause it might lose. I would just, I would encourage people just to make the assumption that you are going to lose money on your purchase but go into it knowing that you're going to have fun. And if you decide that you want to sell or trade the game later on and you break even, fantastic. Yeah, that's probably a healthy healthy way to approach it. But it is weird. It's weird having, I mean, maybe it brings us back to the initial conversation where you're like, okay, if I have this money that I'm saving for Harry Potter, do I just sit on it for the next few years? Or do I play with that money, play other games, knowing that none of these games are keepers, and they're going, you know, as soon as Harry Potter's re- announced, I'm selling this so that I'll have my funds ready for Harry Potter's. I mean, that's where I'm at with Cactus Canyon. I'm in, but I know I got a long time before I get one. So, sure, if somebody listening to this is anywhere near Indiana that's wants to sell me a Monster Bash for somewhere in the $9,000 range, I'd probably take you up on it. <laughs> but, um, I mean, oh, once you, th- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah. once you think about it, I mean, you got to kind of, if you really want to get into the weeds about it, you want to think about, okay. If I have to travel somewhere, how much, you know, yeah. is that going to cost for gas? Am I going to buy food while I'm out? How much is coin drop? You know, I mean, those are all things to consider. Like, what's your time worth? Because it might take you 20 minutes to go, you know, drive. Like, we talked about this before. Like, there's a godfather that's about 25 minutes from where I live, but the coin drop is $2. Now, granted, considering how much that pin's actually worth, that's really not that much. But when I'm thinking, okay, I could drop $40 coin drop on it, but yet I'm going to have to take like an hour drive basically all the way around. It's like, you know, that's just kind of the way that I think of things also. Like what's, what's my opportunity cost by having to travel, by having to do coin drop. And, you know, I, if you think about, if you're going to play it 2000 plus times. Yeah. 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 I mean, that would have been over a thousand dollars in coin drop for you most likely. Yeah. I get it. I don't know. I say just get a pin, Joel. I know. Just, do, I know. just get a pin. Like, well, why do you need a monster bash though? You got three bangers right behind you. Uh, that's a good. Point. I can't just play those. It's a good can't point. Just be happy with your Bond sixty, Joel. <laughs> uh, it is a pretty great game, uh, and I will say TNA is back in the house, which I love. I love that that's back, and Foo Fighters has been just an absolute blast. Um, I will say one of the issues I have right now though is I. Um, uh, and I meant to bring this up at that last episode. I took some of the money that I made selling Deadpool and I did what I would consider a smart decision for my family. And I'm trying to share this as an encouraging thing because this was hard for me to do. I bought a golf cart. I bought a, <laughs> I bought a golf cart. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I remember back to when um, Ken Cromwell was doing the uh, slam tilt. No, it's, I think it was slam, whatever it was, his podcast. Special when lit. Special when lit. That's it. 
And he had said he sold one of his games so that he could finish. I think he bought a hot tub and like finished an area for his family. And he said, you know, it's really hard for me to give up something that I know I like for the better of my family or the betterment of my family. But this is, this was a smart decision for me and my family. And I remember when I heard that years ago, I felt bad for the guy. I was like, well, that sucks, but it's probably the right choice. And I will tell you, I sold Deadpool. I had this wad of cash. I told Nicole, my wife, I was going to buy another pen with it. Or I was thinking between this and this and this. And she goes, why? Or, or you could use that money and you could buy the family a golf cart. And I'm like, okay, it's probably like, and that's the thing (laughs) at the end of the day, I do think I made the right Thanks, choice. Debbie Downer. I know. I do think I made the right choice. I will tell you, having a golf cart, it is a ton of fun. And my family is truly enjoying it. And seeing them enjoy it is really cool. So all I'm saying, and maybe this is like a support system, but I'm just telling you, for all the pinball owners out there, if you're in a position, you know, making a smart financial choice for your family is does pay off. So I don't know. Travis is raising his hand. Maybe I this have, is questions. A, <laughs> you have so, questions. Okay. okay. Obviously... <laughs> You drive a golf cart around, but I'm curious, like mm. what do you guys do with the golf cart? We have, you just roll around in circles and yeah, you guys just are just with it laugh like, the whole time. Just <laughs> no, we have a Kroger, which is a supermarket right right next door. We have two parks we can drive to, a splash pad, we have a McDonald's, wait, wait, wait. You a CVS. drive the golf cart to the grocery store. Yep. Do you go through you drive- the drive through? I have time. gone. I have gone through the drive-through multiple times. <laughs> You're that guy. They're like, here comes that guy again. It's so great. <laughs> it's but I'm telling you, my like the neighborhood I'm in, and I'm not <laughs> in need, a golf. You community. need to get that lunchbox. Use that as a hood ornament. That'd be badass. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's a the that the creepy whole town, pinball guy's back. <laughs> the whole town next to us is like a golf cart, t- like it's yeah. all the neighborhoods are connected in a way that you could all get to golf courses. Um, it's not like we're in a ritzy area. It's just a thing that there's, there are a lot of golf carts in our neighborhood and it just, and I will say oh, yeah. the weather's there's really gotten nice. A lot of poor neighborhoods all roll around in <laughs> golf carts for sure. There's, there's a lot of, um, like there's a lot, the weather's been really nice. So like to throw the kids there's, we have seats in the back. So the kids and my wife, like the four of us just drive around the neighborhood. You for have 15 a sound minutes. system. We have a speaker in it, yeah. yeah. I knew it. We bought it used, like, and it, we, we have, bought it oh, of course, from like, another person. Brand new. <laughs> we bought it from a, from a person here in the neighborhood. So I literally walked over to their house and drove it home. I was going to say, how did that go? Yeah. Did he like, did he like slap <laughs> the side of Joel it? Joel walks yeah. over with <laughs> flashing cash. Yeah. The guy's like, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I drove over, checked Probably it all out. Talks to his neighbor, hey. You see, I just sold a lemon to that big ogre over yeah. there with the beard. <laughs> big ogre, wow. Yeah. Maybe that's the one thing where it's like this thing falls apart. I know where the dude lives. He's not far. <laughs> do, you have, do you have like the Fast and the Furious type rims on it? No, it's Everything? a pretty. It's a pretty standard golf cart. It's you don't red. Have like, this you don't is, have LED lights on the bottom or anything like that. You'll pres- no, no LED. I tell you, I've had it like two weeks. So damn, you gotta I, trick I this told bad my boy kids, out. I told my kids, I have a three-year-old and a four and a half-year-old. My daughter's four and a half, and. <laughs> I had I was walking them over when I went to pick it up and I was like, guys, daddy bought a golf cart. And um, they're like, oh, cool. And because they've seen them driving around. And I was like, guess what color it is? And they both guess blue. And I was like, no, it's 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 red. And they're like, well, can we get a blue one? I was like, no, guys, it's it's red. <laughs> so we get in the car, we get in the car of cart, and I'm driving it home. And I was like, all right, guys, so what we should give it a nickname. What should we name it? And my daughter goes, 
Blue Star. <laughs> it's, like, it's a red golf cart. It's a red. You gotta put a blue star on. It's a red golf cart. So uh, we're just. I don't. I'm trying to remember. She says she said Blue Star. I thought she said Blue Spark. But either way, we. I don't know. We just gotta lean into it at this point. But and no, my daughter's not colorblind. So um, I'm surprised you just haven't put like the triple drain logo on there yet uh you know like I i'll check out point, zazzle and see yeah, if i can I get a big old decal get like a magnet <laughs> decal on there slap that on the front of it <laughs> i don't know why i brought it up i'm just saying i know uh, this is a great hobby this is a fun hobby but i know it's an expensive hobby and um there's no shame in selling a pin to do something for the betterment of your family and luckily tom and travis both have families that like pinball and play their pinball machines so buying a new pinball machine for them is actually a fun thing for their family hey, unless was... you sell their favorite pinball machine <laughs> and the, tw- the to twins say. haven't talked to you in two weeks so <laughs> dude it's been horrible Daddy, they're still well aware because where's there's just toy a big, story it's a big empty spot back there <laughs> my daughter asked me literally just two days ago when it's coming back but she just thinks it's like somewhere else and it's coming back at some point daddy where's toy uh, story i'll talk to her you know there's a santa claus yeah oh, oh my god yeah. yeah oh yeah all right so there's always there's always that it's well, okay i'll, I'll yeah. find another pen to replace it with i don't know what i don't know why yet but something's going to come along and when i throw a pen that's a kid friendly theme for children heavy metal <laughs> get her a Halloween. yeah that might work i don't know well what well i guess there's a scooby-doo i mean that's kid friendly ish yeah, right that'll, that'll last <laughs> oh I, I mean i mean i don't know of a kid-friendly game that would stay in your collection that i don't know for all the reasons you sold toy story you're gonna run into the same thing with a lot of the other kid-friendly yeah, games i mean it happens like you you play if you have several pins in your collection you just what i tend to do i bounce back and forth from everything so for when i got done with tpf i didn't even touch my godzilla until maybe last week mm. and so i barely even played it and i was just playing stranger things the entire time so now recently i've been playing godzilla and then switching over to rush since i finally got that fixed i just been bouncing back and forth between those two and then i started playing our stern pirates again after not playing it for over a year because my kids started talking a lot of trash and I had to put him in his place. So there you go. All right. Well, well done, Travis. Um, that's all I have. I knew we, we wanted to squeeze an episode here cause we thought it was important news. And then we knew we were going to be kind of radio silent for probably the next two weeks. Um, but we'll probably have a lot to talk about, um, in the next episode. So yeah, we should probably plug it up and well, um, we have a big thing to plug. That we said we were going to wait we till do. the end of the episode, which is Tom and Tom Fox City's pinball. Everyone, uh, for those of you that don't know, for you to become a Twitch partner, there are three requirements you have to have, and they deal with the number of days you stream. Hot tubs, <laughs> yeah, and hot um, tubs. sex appeal. No, uh, the number of days you stream, the number of average viewers you have, and then the number of what is it? Um, hours. It's days. Days and average hours. viewers. Yeah. So you need 12 days, 25 hours, 75 viewers average. Yeah. Average. So the problem is um, Tom crushes it when he kill when he streams his tournaments. He gets, I mean, he kills it there. Um, the challenge is when he does solo streams, it's just, it's hard within pinball to keep 75 average viewers. Um, it's just, it's a challenge to do. So 
what I would say is if you see Tom in Fox City's pinball streaming, do yourself a favor, watch it. Um, and even if you can't watch right there, just pull up the browser go, and let her fly. Go yeah. eat a sandwich. <laughs> so Tom, do you know when you're, um, cause you've been streaming a lot, you've technically hit the metrics, <clears throat> but you have to stream a few more times before you can apply again. So do you know when you're, um, when you're streaming in? Yeah. So I have a lot of stuff planned this week, which, you know, depending on when the podcast gets released, we're but, recording this Monday, hopefully tomorrow <clears throat> or Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. So tomorrow night I'm doing pin skins, which is an objective, uh, uh, it's a pin golf tournament based on objectives. Nice. And it's just four of us. <clears throat> it's Eric Thorne, Neil, uh, Matt McCarty, and myself. Nice. So we're going to take each other's money and uh, <laughs> we're, we're each putting five bucks per hole. You know, I know big spenders, right? But, uh, <laughs> you know, just. Uh, it adds up. Yeah. It does. <laughs> yeah. It does. And Neil, Neil needs to go to college. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh and then on friday we're doing we i've been doing flipping fridays for about a month and uh at, at district 82 and uh and so so i'll be streaming that and that that is gonna have a lot of people because the next day i'm streaming the uh ladies flip wisconsin and there's over, I, I think there's like 55, 60 ladies signed up for it. Um, so big, big tournaments, two tournaments, all pretty much all day long, Saturday at 9 a.m. And then I'm going to Lumberjack Johnny's on Sunday and I'm streaming their knockout tournament. Nice. So a lot of tournaments. Planned. Yeah. So Tom's putting in work. Um, but yeah, definitely if you can support them. Um, and the perks with being partnered deal with um some of your upload bit rate. You yep. also they the I think streaming your search, quality stream quality is everything. Yeah. So yeah. I, I implore people if you're listening to this or watching this, like mm -hmm. help Tom out as much as possible. Cause he I know he won't brag on himself, but he works his ass off completely. I've seen it behind the scenes. I've seen it in person. I've seen it at his house. I've seen him set up. It's amazing the things he does. And this right here, it would help out tournament pinball incredibly if we could have another partnered streamer that streams tournament pinball. Because obviously yeah. Carl reached that yep. and he's able to cover that. And so having more yeah. coverage for this, it just expands the game of pinball even and more. It expands the hobby even more. So it's so damn important. That, and that's, and that's that why I'm doing this. it. And I actually told um, Dave Ovshevsky, who's one of our Patreon supporters, um, that uh, I I said to him, if I reach partner, he wants to do a Bond 60th heads up. And he has one and I have one. So Yeah, that, that could be really cool. That, I would show uh, up for that. That would be fun. That would yeah. be really cool. So I said... If if that happens, I will drag my game to Lumberjack Johnny's and we will stream it. That's awesome. Yeah, and the truth is Tom has met the credentials before. He's applied before. And uh, and really what it comes down to is they want to see consistency. They want to see they consistency. Slam the door right in your so, face. The twist so that's overlord. Why, <laughs> that's why we're we're making a push here. We're making a push. So yeah, like definitely it it works if you get on the stream and you just keep a browser up 
all weekend. Like just do it for one weekend, support as much as you can. There's a lot of people in pinball that work their asses off and something like this would definitely help out tremendously. Pinball in general, it'd help out Tom and he's he deserves it. He's earned it. He's worked his ass off for it. So I would really like to see the community turn out and help get us past the finish line on this bad boy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything else you want to plug, Tom? No, that's good enough. <laughs> cool. Travis, plug away, man. Yeah, you need to go watch Fox City's Pinball on <laughs> Twitch. And that's all I got. Just be sure and be there. I'm telling you, do it. You'll be happy. And yeah, other than that, Joel, all yeah. you. Uh, I want to plug Fox City's Pinball um, on Twitch. Definitely, uh, definitely a good time there. Um, and then I stream every Wednesday night on the Flipping Out channel on YouTube. I'm not streaming this week or next week because I'm traveling for business. But um, yeah, two weeks ago, my brother and I streamed uh, Foo Fighters, and Ray Day was on with us, and it was a it was a blast having him explain the explain the rules even more, and being able to 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 ask him questions in real time, and he explained a bunch of the little things that I I, I hadn't caught on my own. So uh, that video is online. You can go to the Flipping Out channel and click on the live tab, and you'll see that that video, um, which was a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, check that out. Check out our merch on Silverball Swag. Check out the new stuff on Zazzle. We'll post that. Z-A-Z-Z-L-E. We'll post the link to that. And then um, Patreon. Thank you for all the Patreon supporters. We really, really appreciate you guys and the um, support you've been giving us. But that's that's it. That's all I got. Um, like always, Tom, you've got the last words. I love you all. <laughs>